0: Welcome to Behind the Audition Podcast with your host, Kurt Hilton. Listen in on interviews with voiceovers, filmmakers, producers, animators, and much more. Kurt, a voice actor himself, will give insider tips to the business, talk with guests about how they got into the business, and be sure to stay tuned to the end of the podcast when he challenges his guests with a pop up audition. Now it's time for Behind the Audition Podcast. Here's Kurt Hilton.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Audition Podcast. On this episode, I got to speak to the one and only Lauren Singer. Lauren is a big-time voice actress and singer. You probably heard her voice on Bendy and the Ink Machine as the one and only Alice Angel. She is a professional singer, songwriter, and lyricist. She wrote and performed the song Lonely Angel as Alice Angel. We talked about mental health, staying humble as a voice actor, and much, much more. So sit back and enjoy another episode of Behind the Audition Podcast. So welcome to the show. The one the only, one of my favorite voice actors out there, Lauren Singer. How are you doing today?
0: Aww, you're so sweet, Kurt. How are you doing? Thank you so much.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, like most of my guests, sometimes I get to call my guests and, you know, get to know each other. And I think we're on the phone for like an hour. You know, you're such a cool person and very interesting. So I just want to say thank you again for being on the show.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. And how are things in New York going?
0: Things are good. Things are good. You know, I'm, I'm not in the city. I'm actually in the central New York area.
1: Perfect. Um,
0: So it has been cold. We've had snow, which is just like, why? You know, it's like Halloween decorations are up and there's, there's snow covering them. It's ridiculous. So
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm down here in North Carolina, so we're still in that that sixty to seventy degree weather. so I don't want to brag too much. By well, I guess to start off. <laughs>
0: oh, you're mean. Yeah. See, no. Mm-mm.
1: <laughs> so I guess let's start off by saying, you know, how did you get into the role of uh, voice acting?
0: Oh well, let's see. It's it's a long story, so I'll give you the short version. Okay. Um, I actually went to Ithaca College. Uh, my degree was in voice. I wanted to be a singer, and I had a minor in modern languages. So um, I. Went to school and I figured after I finished school, you know, I should be able to scratch a living doing, you know, as as like a wedding band, doing bar mitzvahs, that kind of thing. And um, I realized that musicians are like harder to herd than cats. And um, as a result, I was getting very frustrated trying to put something together with other people that just weren't dedicated and weren't reliable. And... After spending so much time and so much energy and so much effort trying to make something work, I just got so frustrated with it. Um, I don't play an instrument myself. So that's one of the challenges for me is I sing and I write music, but I don't play an instrument. So I thought to myself, what is it that I can do with my voice that I don't have to rely on anyone else for? And that became voiceover.
1: Wonderful, wonderful, and and a lot of our, our a lot of our listeners are going to know you for the the bendy the Brandy project. Tell us how the bendy project started. That's this is awesome.
0: <laughs> yes, um, it's such a good story, and it's I'm just it makes me so happy when I think about it. You know, not a lot of stories in the industry are just so full of love and come from such an amazing place. Um, so bendy and the ink machine. Uh, actually, it was introduced to me by my nephew who. Uh, he was nine years old at the time, and you know I'm I'm his cool aunt, so he likes to bring me in on all the things he loves. Uh, you know he loves to share his video games with me, his YouTuber people, his videos, all the things he loves because he wants me to share these experiences with him because really I'm the only person in his life that gets it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> he shared Bendy with me, and uh, I just. I saw the aesthetics, and I asked him. I said, "Liam, his name is Liam, and anybody who follows me on Twitter has heard the Liam story." Um, I said, "Liam, this is amazing. Like, you know, this this is so cool. What, you know, can can you tell me a little bit about this? What is this?" And he looks at me and kind of rolls his eyes and goes, "Oh, Bendy. <laughs> and. I didn't Duh. have it in, right, <laughs> So, but I didn't have it in me to sound even stupider than I already felt. So I'm just trying to find a way to b- break it to this child that I really don't know what that is. Um, and finally, he 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 throws me a line. <laughs> he, he was he was picking up on it, and he's like, and and he's like, Bendy's a video game. And I said, well, you know, can you can you show me? And he said, sure. So he starts showing me the game and he started showing me it was chapter two was what he was showing me. And I just, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the aesthetic. I fell in love with, with just everything about it. I was just, I couldn't stop staring at the screen. And he turns a corner in the game as the, the player character, Henry. And he comes across this poster of this angel devil girl. And it says, Alice Angel, she sings, she dances on the poster. And I was like, love at first sight. I saw that poster and I'm just like, so who's that? He's like, Alice Angel? He's like, we don't know. And it says, so she's a singer? So he's like, yeah, she hasn't appeared in the game. We don't know anything about her, but she's supposed to be coming up and everybody really wants to know who she is and what she's all about. So uh, I was really excited and I was very inspired. And I... (laughs) I went back home and I started researching. I started doing my my, my internet stalking about this game, <laughs> and about the creator of this game. And I came across a website, and the creator's name was the Meatly. And I'm thinking to myself, the Meatly, what kind of name is the Meatly? And I wanted to make sure I had the right person and that it was the right project. And it was. So I put together an email, just letting him know, just being honest. And telling him how, how inspired I was and expressing, expressing my passion. Um, you know, I love this. This is just so cool. Um, you know, my, my nine-year-old nephew introduced me to this. And anything he loves enough to introduce me to is something I'd love to be a part of. Um, and uh, I, I saw Alice Angel. And I just think though I love the character design. I love the aesthetic. Um, you know, I'd love to talk to you about this project, especially this character or any other characters that I might fit for. And I sent him my demo and you know, at the time I was going through um, people who've been in this industry for a long enough time, have usually experienced their, their burns and uh, I was, I had definitely experienced mine and I wrote this whole letter and I attached my demo and I just had this moment where I thought, you know, I don't even know if I should send this because I had had some really bad experiences happen right before. And I was just feeling really down about the whole thing. And, I remember just thinking, should I do this? And, you know, my husband actually looked at me and said, yes, you wrote the letter. Just send it. You already have your demo attached. Just send it. And I had this mindset of like, yeah, but he's not going to care. He's probably not going to hear it. There's probably hundreds of people he's already listening to. And it's probably a waste of time. And he told me, you know, that's not really fair to think like that. I know that you've had those experiences, but you've never reached out to him directly. So the worst he can say is no, or you don't hear from him. That's the worst that can happen. All you have to do is hit the send button. And so I hit the send button. And three weeks later, I got an email from the Meatly saying that they got my demo. They absolutely loved my work and loved my voice. And that they would love to talk to me about a character they had in mind for me. Now, at the time, I did not know that it was Alice Angel. I was hoping, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know. So we had a conversation. We talked for three hours. It was a long conversation, and in that conversation, we were batting around ideas. You know, I, I he was he was telling me so much about this project, and I had to sign an NDA. Yeah, for, for those who don't know, it's a non-disclosure agreement, which means you cannot share <laughs> anything legally. Are not allowed to share anything. So if anybody talks about NDA, that's what that means. They're legally obligated to keep yep. their mouth shut. Um. So him and I were talking about this project and he was sharing a lot with me and I was so excited and so inspired. And I said, you know, you have so many great ideas. It's like, it's filling my head with like, I'm just exploding with creativity and I have, have ideas I'd love to share with you. And I said, can, you know, can I share them with you? And he said, absolutely. I'd love to hear your ideas. So he's telling me about Alice Angel and he's showing me artwork and we're just having this conversation and I am just bursting with excitement. <laughs> I just I, I can't believe it. Like, I like it's like pinch me. I can't believe I'm having this conversation.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, It's not very often that we get to be so creative. Um, You know, it's usually like you're hired to do a job, you do the thing and then you're done. Um, but to actually be a part of the creative process is not very common. Um, so we were talking and. I said, well, you know, I'm looking at her design and she's an angel devil. I, I almost picture her having two voices. So he sends me a script and asks me to, to do the two voices. (laughs) So I'm just like, really? Like now, like you're going to put me on the spot. Okay, fine. So we started talking over ideas and crafting the voice together. And he was very excited with what we came up with. I love it. And yeah, and then, and then I asked him, I said, so, you know, I noticed on the poster, it says she sings, she dances. And I said, well, you don't want me to dance, but uh, I, it, it says that she sings. And he said, yeah, she does. And I said, cause I sing. He goes, you do? And you could tell he's trying to play it cool. And I said, yeah, I do. And he said, um, and I said, do you have a song for her? Like, do you have a song in mind? And he said, no, but I'd love one. I'd love her to have one. And I said, well, could I try writing one? and he said you want to write a song for alice angel and i said i'd love to and so i couldn't believe it he told me you know he he was putting his thoughts together and processing all the information and still trying to play it cool he said you know um well i'm gonna have to talk this over with my team this is very encouraging and very exciting um i'm gonna talk this over with my team but as far as i'm concerned you're alice angel
1: oh my goodness
0: and I was just like, my heart just flew out of my chest. I was just like, <laughs> ah. you know, it was such a moment. And, <laughs> and as we were were talking, he's like, he just kind of said, you know what? Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm the decision maker, I'm the creator of Bendy, and you're Alice Angel. It was wow. like a done deal on the spot. Um, so it's been life changing for me. The project, the company, working with the Meatly, working with these people. People who follow him on Twitter, he is absolutely every bit as genuine and kind as he appears to be on his Twitter. I just, I adore him. I think he is just a wonderful, wonderful human being that without a doubt makes this world a better place. And he's beyond just how brilliant and creative he is. He's just such a good guy. And, um, you know, he is just, he's inspired me because... I am not a social media kind of gal, and I say this a lot. I am I not know. a social media kind of gal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't find you. I'm like, where is she at on social media? That's it, your you're not there.
0: Nope, Twitter. Gotta find me on Twitter. Yeah. And the reason I'm on Twitter is because it's, it's it's not my fault. They found me. The fans found <laughs> me. And it was almost like 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 prairie dogs coming up out of the ground. It's like you have one person go, hi, I love you It's Alice Angel. And then I'm thinking to myself, oh, no, they found me. What do I say? How do I respond? It's like, thank you just seems so lame. I don't want to like disappoint them just by saying thank you or giving them a <laughs> like. Like That's that's dumb. I want to interact with them and I want to be clever and I want to be cool and I want to make them feel good. And I did. And then there were like two more. And then there were like five more. And then there were like 100. And then there were like 1,000. And I, um, I don't know if I'm up to 10,000 strong, but I'm right around the corner from 10,000.
1: Well, you're talking about social media. Mm-hmm. Talk. We, we talked about the mental health piece. I, yes. I want to hear that story again. T- tell me about what you know. The whole mental health and leveraging social media presence to to make a difference. I, I tell our listeners about that. It's a great story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, Bendy is a dark game, <laughs> and it tends to attract a darker audience. And as a result, um, you have more of an awareness of what's going on out there in the world when it comes to people and what they're going through. Uh, I have had fans reach out directly to me expressing their concerns, their issues, their problems. I've had people tell me about their own mental health challenges. Um, And I think especially in times of COVID, it's gotten so much harder and so much worse. And not a lot of people take that mental health piece into consideration when they're talking about their health but if you think about it you know we are all separated from our friends and our loved ones and our schools everybody is feeling isolated Um, and what's what's beautiful about our online community is it's really an artistic community it's a place for artists to express themselves and for individuals to express themselves in a place that is where they feel appreciated and they feel like they're heard you know i really try to give a platform and a voice to the fans i want them to feel like we appreciate them we couldn't do this without them and i i followed the example of the meatly set because he really just set such a beautiful example for you know for the fans I mean, he's, he's got a tremendous following, and for good reason. He absolutely deserves the, every single one of those people that follow him. Um, so it's not just about, hey, here's what we're doing, and hey, more Bendy stuff coming. Yes, we, we do that as well. But right. we also retweet artwork. You know, I really try to go on, um, you know, I'm, I'm usually really good when I'm not totally drowning in work. <laughs> I'm, I'm very right. active. You know, the community will tell you I'm very active on a personal level, um, retweeting artwork and showing appreciation and interacting with the fans. So, um, you know, it's become, it started off as something I just really didn't want to do. And it's become something that I feel is, is important and honestly is special. Because they are so supportive, and what amazes me isn't just their love of the people that made something that they love, or have been a part of something that they love. It's also how they support each other, and they build each other up, and they 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 help each other through the the issues that they're going through in life. You know, I I
1: love it. It's amazing.
0: It's amazing. I don't know if you had a chance to check it out, but I highly encourage you and all your listeners out there, you know, check out the Meatly's Twitter. Check out my Twitter. Check out the positive messages. Check out the love that is on this on, on to thousands of people who don't know each other all over the world. The amount of love and care that they don't just have for us, but for the community as a whole.
1: You know, one thing you just you hit the nail on the head on there, too, um, and you and I talked about it on the phone Um the voiceover world is very supportive of one another, and mm-hmm. I love that. There mm-hmm. are some that think they're everybody's casting director. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, first of all, I've never heard of you and your advice. I you know, I I, I just keep, my, keep to myself, but I talk to my guests about it. You know, it's like, eh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pass on that advice right there. But one thing we talked about that I think is important is staying humble and staying true to yourself in this business and how important that is to be successful because there are those who do become successful, but they lose track of what what direction they're going in. And I think they they just totally ruin it from themselves uh, with their personality. What personalities. Did I tell
0: you? See, there they go. We, we have, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'll let your listeners know what's going on. Uh, we have somebody who is re-roofing their house, and my dogs, I, again, people who follow me on Twitter know I'm a total animal person, and I have rescuers. Oh, rescues, it's okay. And, yes. So you might hear my, those are my dogs. You might hear my cat. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you might hear some animal interaction on this call, and I do apologize <laughs> in advance for any unwanted <laughs> howling or purring sounds that you might hear. So. No. No Everyone in the no house worries. wants to get their
1: voice heard. <laughs> Absolutely, they, they were disagreeing with me. That's all it's to it. They got excited <laughs> when they heard how good of a point I made. They started barking, "Yes, yes." <laughs>
0: see, they see there you go. They were agreeing with you. That's exactly what was happening. They were agreeing with you,
1: Kurt. <laughs> but uh, no, I I, I truly the, the conversation about being humble. I think it's very important as a voice actor to stay true and humble to yourself, so you don't lose lose focus on what really is important, the projects, and just your passion of the job. Absolutely. Wouldn't you agree?
0: You know, nobody nobody does this for the, nobody does this with I'm going to make money. Like nobody comes into voiceover with this idea that they're going to become millionaires.
1: Right. The voiceover
0: right. people that I know, it's a passion. And right. it's a fire, and you either have it or you don't. And so, you know, being true to yourself, reminding yourself, why do I want to do this? What is it about voiceover that drew me to it in the first place? And why do I want to pursue this? Why do I want to put myself through this journey? Because it's not an easy one. It's not. Being in the entertainment industry, being an artist, oh, sometimes you have days where you're like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? I can't believe. I... Why am I doing this? You know. And you have to remind right. yourself, especially on those days, why you're doing those things.
1: And you get those, too, um, when I, those outside the voice acting world. We'll have conversations. And you always get that wow, you must make a lot of money. How much did you make? on like, it's not about how much money you make. No. It's finding a job, the passion that you have for something. And I, I've had conversations on the show before with others. I'm like, was it about being a voice actor that keeps us wanting to try for a job that's so hard to get? I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense, but I'm willing to get up at 530 for an audition. I'm willing to stay up till 230 for an audition. It's just this mm-hmm. job is something I can just step outside the box of reality and just have fun with it. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. And so you, you, I can hear that fire and that passion. Like this is something that, you know, it, it's why you do what you do is because you love it.
1: it. It's crazy. And you know, I, I was just talking to uh, one of my guests uh, recently too, finding that niche. And this yes. this next thing I want to talk about, I have not found it yet. And I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. There's times I'm like, I want to do this character. Oh, I want to be this announcer. Oh, I want to do this commercial. I am so lost sometimes. And he's like, you gotta you gotta find a strategy. Mm-hmm. You gotta focus on a strategy. And I, you gave me some great advice. To those out there, what would you say to those who can't find that niche? What, what would you recommend to them?
0: Oh, I mean, again, you, I think the first step is to be honest with yourself as to why you wanna do voiceover. What is it that is it a commercial that you hear that you're like, I wanna do that? Or is it an audiobook that you're like oh, that book inspired me so much. Like, I want to do, I want to inspire people the way that book inspired me. Or are you, I'm raising my hand here, uh, an animation. <laughs> are, are you into animation? You know, I I, I was a child of the 80s. I grew up yes. loving animation. I love to draw. I love stories. I love characters. Um, you know, my grandmother was an amazing storyteller. And so I developed a love of storytelling. And, I realized that both music and voiceover really are two different sides of the same coin that both honor storytelling. Yes. And for me, that, that, it, that was my aha moment. It's like, this is like, this is it. This was it for me. It's like, yes, I want to be a storyteller. I love telling stories. I love characters and character development and bringing them to life and, and communicating their emotions. Like that's what I love. And so if you can find that thing that that ignites that fire, you can hear that fire inside of you when, when you think about those things. That's the first step.
1: Absolutely. And then
0: the second step is what am I good at? <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 great that you have a passion. Yes, you love this thing, but are you good at it? Right. Is this something you can do? And also, again, in that being honest with yourself vein, having guides and mentors really helping you shape. Your journey and your and and your forte and your skills and help building your skills. So you might be able to do a great kid's voice, but you can't do a great old old lady voice or old man voice. Right. So, OK, well, can you get better at doing that voice that that might be a little harder for you to do while you're still killing it on your on your kid voices? You know, it's it's things like that. It's It's knowing realistically where you sit and always. Always improve. Whatever you can do to expand your 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 voice arsenal, to expand your repertoire, whatever it takes to grow and evolve as a voiceover person. And there are great resources out there. Um, You know, we had talked about uh, you know some of the resources that are available to help you on your journey, figure out you know the, that whole like who do I want to be when I grow up. You know, there's those <laughs> people out there. So, um, uh, but <laughs> you know, it's so. I I highly recommend, you know, if you find a good one that that gels with you, that you feel like they really understand and care about what it is you're doing. that's, That's the key. You don't want to just give money to somebody who says, hey, I can help you. No, no. You want them to care. You want them to invest in you. Right. And that's a key with a mentor. That's a key with anybody that's helping you along the way on your journey. They have to invest in you. They have to believe in you. They have to challenge you to be more than you are.
1: Yes, I agree with that. And and I think a lot of voice actors recommend getting a voice coach um, f- before they get into the series, because sometimes there's voice actors who think they're better than they really are. And th- and finding a good voice coach is the hard part because there's a billion of them out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and they all think and uh, I've never heard of them um. I've got great advice, look on IMDb, you know, do your research before you hire a do voice coach. Do your
0: research. Absolutely. Do your research and talk to them, you know, talk absolutely. to them and make sure that they, that they gel with what you want.
1: Absolutely. And so you as a voiceover director, you got to work towards some very experienced voice directors. Tell me about that experience.
0: Oh, you know, it's, it's, uh it's crazy because um it's, I realized that I've done directing for a lot of my life and I didn't realize I was doing it Um, more on the music side of things. You know, when when it came to working with musicians and working on music, I was the one steering the ship. I was the one making sure everybody showed up when they were supposed to and that they had all their work, you know, done and together (laughs) um, that, you know, whatever, whatever the task, the assignment was, was supposed to be for that week that they, that they met it. Um, So, you know, just kind of, wrangling and <laughs> babysitting a lot of babysitting um <laughs> you know making sure people like do what they're supposed to do so right. i had already done a lot of that and i had done some directing on some projects um but i will tell you it is a whole different ball game when you direct people that inspire you people whose work you love and who you know um it, it it's pretty terrifying <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you um but What I've found is that when you are the one giving the direction, those people fully respect what you want, your decisions, they're professionals, they're professionals. Absolutely. And so, you know, voice directing really wasn't something I sought out. It was something that was, I I was called upon to do. And it's interesting because I never thought of it as my calling, but it's, it really is another piece. I love helping bring out the best performances possible in the people I work with. Um, you know, my approach is, is that I the way I look at it is, look, you got the part of your own merit. Like, you auditioned, you landed the role, so you have what it takes to do this character. I, wanna, I want you to bring it. I want to encourage you and inspire you and, and let you just bring it to this role for this character. And people who love what they do are passionate, right? So you let yeah. them bring that passion to what they're doing. And then it's just a matter uh, you know, I, I call it throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks, because we don't always know in a situation what's happening. So we might be like, okay, that was a great louder, you know, more, more uh, aggressive, louder take. Let's do one where we pull it back. And maybe it's a quiet, intimate moment. So it's also kind of feeling out. Now, sometimes we know exactly what's happening. And in those moments, it makes it much easier For us to do our job but sometimes we really are guessing so um i love letting artists be artists because you know as an artist i like to be an artist i like to be able to bring it and bring my ideas and bring my passion it makes Mm -hmm. you that much more invested as an artist in the project
1: i love i love it and you are a singer and songwriter too so
0: yeah exactly and
1: i got a chance to listen to your youtube video that we'll talk about here and I, the, the conversation we had the other day that I want to bring up was so cool because I was just watching, uh, it was I was just talking to my mom about the Purple Rain movie and you and I were talking about that. You got to uh, record in the same studio as Prince and Madonna and I actually talked to my mom about this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, because I, I was obsessed with Prince back in the day. I you know you were it, telling me. Uh, I mean, if I, I wanted a purple bike, I wanted, you know, I wanted the purple jacket. I Bathe thought I was in Prince. The
0: waters of Lake Minnetonka. You were ready to oh, go. Oh, <laughs> yes. And
1: I mean, I have all his music. I love. I mean, his music. I mean, is amazing. And you got to record in the same studio as Prince. Tell us about that.
0: Well, it wasn't the same studio. It was the same audio producer.
1: Yes, sorry. That's what it was.
0: No, that's that's okay. Um, it was uh. Huh. I pretended. <laughs> Coming to him with my idea for Alice Angel's song was probably the, one of the scariest things I've ever done. This man has worked on the Blues Brothers soundtrack. He is friends with the band Heart Ann and Nancy. Um, he's you know, I, I knew his credentials and everybody was saying, he's your guy, he's your guy, he's your guy. So his name's Patrick. Um, Patrick, I, I, I was so scared to meet him. I didn't know what to make of that experience. And then I went to see him and he was super chill, super laid back. He listened to my phone because I had all my ideas. <laughs> that's the other thing too. Document your ideas. Use your, that voice recording option on your phones. Like that's what I have on my iPhone. You can document so many good ideas that way. No, the audio quality is not going to be amazing, but it's going to give enough for other people to hear what you're going for. And you can use that for characters and you can use that for music, too. So um, that's that's actually a a good segue is document your ideas, because, yeah, it really helps. So I was playing my ideas for the Alice Angel song with him and I'm he's closing his eyes and he's all into it. And I'm thinking to myself, he's hearing this like he's he's really (laughs) hearing this. And he loved it. Everything about that song. He just loved it. He loved it so much. And I have pictures. He he loved he loves Alice Angel. So uh, after the production was finished, I actually gave him an Alice Angel plushie and he loved it and and while we were recording he actually had the Alice Angel plushie sitting between his monitors that he was he was doing oh, all his a- audio recording and engineering with he had her sitting right there and he just was like every time at the end of at the end of the day he's like do I have to give her back to you <laughs> <laughs> so i got him his own he was very excited <laughs> but he yeah. was amazing i that, that experience was amazing and and he really kept me grounded You know, he told me because he said, well, you know, when we record you, uh, what I would really like to do is have all the musicians, you know, you've already worked with them. I I had put my team together and I could not have done it without these guys. They were just so phenomenal. Uh, My pianist, Andrew, is just not only is he an absolute killer pianist, uh, but he also was my rock. He just supported me through this whole thing. I've never done anything like this. And so to go into a studio with these live musicians, and yeah, we had met individually to talk over the ideas and to create the sound. So we all knew what we were doing. But Patrick said, you know, I really want to do this the way that it was done in the 1930s. That's the song. That's the time period. Let's honor that. And so let's have all of you each in your own booth, but playing together. And I want you to direct. I was like, wait, you want me to direct while I'm recording, while I'm voicing this? He's like, yeah. And I told him I'm terrified. I was very honest with him. I said, this is terrifying. I've never done anything like this. And he said, you know, I'd be worried about you if you weren't terrified. Um, And he said, I'll tell you a little story. So he was talking about when he was working with Madonna and Stephen Sondheim, who wrote the music for Dick Tracy. And he was saying that um, Madonna was terrified. She had never done jazz music before. And he said, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 takes, whatever it took to get that performance what it needed to be. And she was terrified. And he's like, so if Madonna can be terrified, I'm going to give you license to be terrified, too. The only person I worked with that, that wasn't terrified recording was Prince. So there you go. I'm, <laughs> I'm bringing it right back to Prince again for you, Kurt.
1: <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. it tell And talk about what the room looked like. I mean, that... 'Cause I'm like a visual person, you're telling me and I kinda uh, got lost. Like when I you walked
0: live, in. I wanna live at Subcat. I wanna live at this studio.
1: You made uh, it sound so crazy because mm. I I'm a huge Sinatra fan too, and I always look at those Capitol records, yes. like the studios. And the way you said it, you, you lost me. And I was like totally gone. So tell tell our listeners about that real quick.
0: Oh, absolutely. So um the the main room, sadly I did not get to record in the main recording room, in the main studio room, because that's where the piano is. So I was very sad because it's my favorite room. And, and for both parts, when we recorded, so we recorded the opening, Lonely Angel was just harp, piano, and vocals. And so I'm in this little booth, and the harpist is in a bigger booth because she had to fit her harp in there, which, oh, just is, she's heaven sent. absolute Jessica just was heaven sent with that, with, with what she did with that music. um And then Andrew was in the, the beautiful big room that I was just, just so envious of just looking out (laughs) at this gorgeous room it's this big room the walls are all like theater red wooden floors i mean they spared no expense with this studio and then behind him is a double glass and that's where patrick is so he's in the like the control center the recording booth area which in itself is insanely beautiful. Also with that theater red. Um, and then there was a gray accent wall with a couch on it. It's like, and I, I just said, I said, you know, if you guys want to just, you know, come back tomorrow and just leave me here, I'll, I'll, I'll happily camp out here. Like I, I could make this place my home. I'm, I'm good here. So. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. And you know, a lot of voice actors, they probably, you know, they have the capability of having their own home studios, but mm-hmm. there's something eclectic about having that feel of old time recording. And just being in a studio like that, you know what I mean?
0: And also not worrying about anything other than the performance. You know, I mean, if I had to direct and perform and worry about audio engineering, oh, no, no, no. And (laughs) I am not an audio engineer kind of girl. I am not an audio producer by any means. I would much rather give it to a professional and let them do it. Um, you know, I think, and again, this is another point I, I wanted to make because, you know, I do have my own studio and I do my own audio editing and production, even though I can't stand doing not my thing. Um, <laughs> but I think it's important to have a working understanding of it. You've got to know enough to be dangerous. Yes. Um, but also know where your limitations lie and don't be afraid to spend the money to pull in a professional, to be professional yes. for you. Because at the end of the day, it's the final product. That your client is going to receive. And Absolutely. you want the whole pro you want the whole thing to be top-notch for them.
1: And I totally agree. And it, it's it's time to have some fun. The audition challenge is here. Are you ready to do it?
0: Oh, sure, why not?
1: <laughs> so we've been talking about Alice Angel and some other characters. Actually, I think a couple of characters you've you brought up. But let's have fun with this. This is gonna be your line. Um, the line is no way. Oh, my. Parachute pants are back, and they are on sale. Let's go. Now, you can take any character you've done and use that, or you can just make up one.
0: No way. Oh, my.
1: Parachute pants
0: are back, and they're on sale. (laughs) Yes! I love it! I love it! There's both Alice Angel voices for you.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Lauren Singer, thank oh. you so, so, so much for being on the show. Is there any last thing you want to tell for those who want to get in the world of voice acting before we let you go?
0: Oh, I, ooh. I mean, I, I think I pretty much covered it all. Um, you know, I would say follow me on Twitter. You know, I, I, I do. If people ask questions, I do tend to post there as well. Um, you can also check out my website. I do have a resources page on my website, especially for people who are just kind of getting started. So um, that might be very helpful for for people who are interested and are just kind of really trying to figure out their path.
1: And and if somebody wants to hire you, where could they do that or how could they do that?
0: (laughs) Well, as a matter of fact, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Let us know what you want. Right. Let us know what you
0: want. Uh, Yeah. uh, You can you can always go to Laurensinger.com. That's L-A-U r-e-n and then singer with a y so it's s-y-n-g-e-r lauren singer.com i do have a contact page through there and if you reach out to me then i will reach back out to you
1: i love it i love it thank you so much for taking your busy time to be on the show it's been my pleasure
0: kurt thank you so much
1: oh my gosh you truly like i feel like i've known you for 20 years we've talked on the phone and before this you're very very pleasant to talk to thank you again for being on the show ladies and gentlemen lauren singer
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for listening in on Behind the Audition podcast, made possible by Hilton Productions. If you need a male or female voiceover, contact us at hiltonproductions.com. Hilton Productions, let our voices do the selling.